welcome to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. I'm Stephanie Johnston, your host and founder of the Journey to Health and Happiness. I'm a former corporate ladder climber turned health coach on a mission to lead women ready to step to the edge of their lives to welcome in more fulfillment, more health, and most importantly, more joy in their midlife. Each week, I'll be bringing you juicy conversations with incredible women who are stepping to the edge of their lives, rebelling against the narrative, and bravely going after what they desire in their work and their lives. I'll also be dropping in here solo to share thoughts and practical tips to encourage you to activate more health, happiness, and joy in your life. If you're ready to step to the edge, if you're desiring more out of this season of life, I invite you to stick around. I'm so glad you're here. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. I'm Steph Johnston, your host, and I am so excited you're here with me today. Honestly, I'm excited to be here with you today. If you are someone who has been following the podcast for a while, you may have noticed we've been on a bit of a hiatus. This break was not intended. It started out due to illness. I came down with a wicked cold flu situation that frankly knocked me on my butt. I was exhausted and for a couple of weeks had very little energy to do much more than go to work, come home and sleep. And sadly, my weekends where I typically pour into this podcast and my coaching business were also filled with sleep. Lots and lots of sleep. Now, as a health and life coach, I have the training and experience to step back and honor the sleep and rest and know that that is what my body needed at that moment. But there's more. And I want to share the more with you today. If I'm being honest, that cold was the tipping point for a bit of a spiral. Have you ever experienced that you're on track, you're doing all the things, you're building great habits, you're excited about projects you're working on, you feel like you have boundless energy to pour into your life. These moments, these seasons for me are the definition of being in flow. It's during these times that I am aligned with what is truly important to me. I feel like I'm living into my values and what I desire most for myself. But then suddenly something knocks you off course. It can be illness like I experienced, disappointment or anything really, stress. I mean, there are so many things in this life that can derail us. And suddenly the momentum that you built feels like it's coming to a standstill. And if you're like me, that's when you start to make choices your future self doesn't love. Maybe it's in how you're eating. You were meal prepping and suddenly you're hitting the McDonald's drive through a couple of times a week, or you were religiously moving your body every day and it felt so good. And then an injury or illness knocks you off course. And suddenly it's been weeks since you walked into the gym, picked up a weight or even ran a mile. In some cases, this is the result of self-sabotage. And in some cases, like in the case of illness, it may just be a temporary setback or reality. If you've been sick like I was, lifting a weight, even a light one, can sometimes feel like an impossible task. Sweet friend, I am here to tell you that if any of this resonates with you, you are not alone. I have been there. And as I share with you my experience and a few tips to support you, I also want to encourage you to pause and honor where you are and all that you are holding. 
As women, we have a tendency to push through. We hold ourselves to unrealistic standards. I actually started thinking about all the things, habits, to-do lists, and expectations I have set for myself recently. And I thought I would share a snapshot of this, I don't know, freeform thought, we'll call it, in case it resonates. Have you ever had this kind of thought process run through your brain? It starts off maybe with something like, I need more sleep. And then it transitions into, I will get at least seven hours of solid sleep every night, which means I need to go to bed early, which means I need to get everything done in the evening before I go to bed. I need to make sure the kitchen's cleaned up. Did I take my vitamins today? I need to make a commitment to breathe in fresh air. I need to drink more water. I need to drink more water than that. I need to move my body. Get some sunshine. Oh, wait, it was dark when I went to work. And when I left work, it was already dark again. But I need to get some sunshine. I need to make time to pray. Be grateful. Meditate. When am I going to find time to be creative? I need to foster meaningful connections. What about fun? I need to pack my lunch. I need to pack Harry's lunch. Is he actually going to eat his lunch or just buy pizza? Should I bother? If I don't pack a lunch, even one that is wasted, I feel guilty. Then I feel guilty when he doesn't eat that lunch because it's wasteful. I need to make time to give back. I need to find more time to volunteer. I need to write thank you cards. Ooh, I need to text back that friend. I haven't watched a Christmas movie yet. I need to pick up groceries. Does the car need a tune-up? Whew. I'm exhausted just writing all of that off, but it's true, right? And it may seem funny and it may seem silly, but there is truth in it. We are putting way too much pressure on ourselves to be all the things. And here's what I know to be true for myself when it starts to happen. I start to shut down. I begin to feel the need to retract and to remove myself. This is a pattern of behavior I can acknowledge in myself. This may or may not be true for you. And what I would encourage you to do is to spend time reflecting. This is a great journaling exercise. Allow yourself time to observe how you behave or more importantly, how your behavior changes when you are out of alignment, when you are not in flow. Then begin to identify for yourselves in those times when you feel your best, when you feel most aligned with your values, when you feel like life is flowing beautifully, what are you doing? Where are you spending your time? And what are you most enjoying? Knowing this for yourself can be a game changer. The truth is we will get knocked off course. Things will come up that will challenge us and even knock us on our butts. Sickness, injury, unexpected things at work or in our businesses, stress. But if you know what it feels like to be in flow, you can choose to shift back. It may not happen overnight. It can take time. But little by little, you can shift yourself back into flow. So how am I doing it? For me, when I reflect on what is important in my life and when I'm feeling most into my values, when I'm feeling in alignment with my values, it comes back to joy and the five pillars of joy. I've spoken at length here on the podcast about these pillars, and I think now is a great time for us to dive into them again. The holidays are rapidly approaching. Can you believe it's almost the end of November? For my friends in the U.S., that that means that this week, Thanksgiving is happening. And for my friends in retail, oh yeah, friends, you know what I'm talking about. Black Friday is this week. I can think of no better time than now to dive into a short overview of the five pillars of joy in hopes that something I share strikes a chord with you and you take action to welcome in more joy as we approach the holidays. 
So let's dive in. As a reminder, the five pillars of joy as I teach them are connection, gratitude, generosity, health, and faith. So first up, connection. Connection can come in many forms. This can be friendships, personal relationships with your partner or spouse. This can be relationships with your family, your kids, your social and professional networks. Connection to me is a sense of deeper interest. It's being present in conversations. It's taking the time to ask someone how they are and really listen to their answer. It's about sharing vulnerably with those who have earned the right to hear it. A deep sense of connection offers emotional support, a sense of belonging, and fosters deeper feelings of fulfillment. Connection can also be a sense of community. Spending time with people who have similar interests or dreams. If you're building a business, spending time with others who are building a business. This can look like joining a networking group or a club. As I think about fostering connection, there are two things that come to mind here for me. Two areas where I feel like if I am not focusing it on, that's where I feel the connection is lost. And that is active listening and being fully present. We live in an age where we are so accessible. Text, direct messages, phone calls, alerts, notifications. And frankly, all of this can be a distraction from connection. Allowing yourself the space to fully be present in a conversation. If your kids want to talk, put your phone down. Especially my mamas who have teenagers, we know that those moments where they really want to be in connection with us can be few and far between. Seize the moment. We all know that we should, so maybe this is just the reminder that we need. It certainly was the reminder that I needed. Set it aside. Be in the moment. If you ask someone how they are, pause and listen. Actually listen. Focus your attention on them. Make eye contact. It feels and sounds so basic, and yet we've moved away from these basics in many cases, and a simple shift back could make a huge difference. So that's connection. Next up, gratitude. Gratitude is a powerful tool to shift how you're feeling in any given moment. The truth is life can be challenging. We all experience stress and disappointment. And even in the times when we are in flow, it is important to make time for gratitude. Probably even most importantly, when we are feeling in flow, it's important to make time for gratitude to continue to be grateful for the flow that we're feeling. This can look like having a gratitude practice each day. Consider taking time each morning while you enjoy your coffee to list three things you're grateful for. I'll encourage you here to get specific. Pay attention to details. The more specific you can be in your gratitude, the deeper the feelings you can generate. These don't have to be massive accomplishments. Some days you may be grateful for the simple and small blessings in your life. Truthfully, A hot cup of coffee enjoyed in silence is one of my favorite moments and something I am so grateful for. Think about it this way. What is something you get to do? This can be a way to shift into gratitude in moments when you may be struggling. An example, earlier when I shared my wild to-do list in my head, I shared about making lunches. If you're a mom, you know this can be one of the most tedious tasks. Will they even eat the lunch? Are you packing enough? Do we even have bread? Did I forget to buy it at the grocery store? I mean, it seems laughable, and yet it can be a task. 
So here's the challenge. The next time you're packing your kid's lunch or even your own, I want you to pause and say, I get to do this. I get to pack my lunch. I am grateful in this moment that I have food I can pack for my child's lunch, for my own lunch. I am grateful that I have a family I get to take care of. I am grateful that I'm physically able to be standing here packing this lunch. It's all about perspective and you have the ability to shift yours. One of my other favorite ways to shift into gratitude is at the grocery store. And if you've been following along with me here for a while, you will be very familiar with this. There is a lot of negativity these days about the price of groceries. And don't get me wrong. I believe what is happening is outrageous. I see the impact that it is having on people in our community. And I'll talk more about that when I share about generosity. But in the moment at the grocery store checkout, I believe we have a choice. I can be upset that the price of a single avocado is over $3, or I can choose to be grateful that I have access to food, that I have the money to pay for groceries that will feed myself and my family. I'm telling you, if you have never tried this, it's powerful. As you tap your credit card or your debit card at the checkout, silently say to yourself, I am grateful for this moment. I am grateful to have access to food, and I am grateful to have money to pay for it. I am grateful that this food I am buying will nourish my family. Oh, sweet friend, I promise you, you will never look at the grocery store again. Your grocery store, your grocery, oh, that was a tough one. Your grocery store shopping experience will forever be changed. It is such a simple and beautiful and powerful practice. I encourage you to try it. And now this feels like the perfect lead into our next pillar, which is generosity. For me, there is something so powerful in the act of doing something for someone else. That can be through a random act of kindness or through volunteering. The act of generously giving of your time, talent, or resources can be a powerful way to generate more joy. Think about it. Have you ever spent time volunteering? How did you feel afterwards? Did you feel grateful? Did you feel proud that you made an impact? Did you feel joyful? Acts of generosity can be large or small. It can be a moment in time or a weekly commitment. Whatever you choose, I encourage you to give generously. And this is where I will also encourage you to consider your time and talents. Yes, giving money is a powerful way to make an impact. And there are lots of organizations that would be incredibly grateful to receive your financial support. And if you are able, I encourage you to do that. However, If you are not in a position to give financially or you are desiring a different way to give back, consider giving your time or talents. These same organizations are always looking for volunteers. Do your research. Find a cause or organization close to you that means something to you and call them. See how you can help. Do you love animals? Call a local animal shelter and see how you can help them. Feel passionately about the rise of food insecurity in our communities? Start a food drive. Reach out to your family and friends. See what you can do at work. There are so many powerful ways to give back, and in giving back, you will experience joy and fulfillment unlike anything else. It is powerful, my friend. Okay, three pillars down, two more to go, and we're moving into health. And this is where, if I'm being totally honest, I have let myself, quote unquote, off the hook recently. And it's an area of my life I am desiring to invest more time and more focus. A back injury in the sub- in the summer and a subsequent new injury added to the cold that I had 
really threw me off. My food choices have not been great. My exercise and movement have not been what I desired it to be. And I feel it, not just in the way that my clothes fit, which honestly isn't great, but also in how I am feeling mentally and emotionally. What I know to be true for myself is that when I get outside and walk, when I take time to breathe in fresh air and move my body, I feel energized. When I make time to sweat, I feel energized. Now I can acknowledge that the issues I've had with my back the last several months have restricted my ability to work out the way I was. However, I can also acknowledge that I haven't been choosing to move in new ways that do work for my body right now. So it's time to get back on course. Health is a pillar because the benefits of investing in our health are huge. Feelings of self-esteem increase when we feel better in our bodies. Our sleep improves. Our connections improve. When we feel better, we have a greater desire to connect with others. We're less likely to retract or remove ourselves from situations. There are also incredible benefits in managing stress. There are cognitive benefits, including clearer thinking, and also benefits for our mental health. Health as a pillar also speaks to how we treat our body, not just in movement, but in nutrition, in rest, in self-care. When you consider your health, how do you feel in your body right now? What are you most desiring? Is it movement? Is it improved nutrition? Is it self-care? This is such a personal area, so I encourage you to consider what you need most right now and create space for it. For me, it comes down to nutrition, fueling my body with foods that give me energy, and moving my body. I'm excited to hear what this is for you. Remember, you can always drop me a DM and let me know. I'm on Instagram at Stepping to the Edge, and I love to hear what has resonated in an episode for you. So if there's something within this health pillar or any of the pillars that is deeply resonating with you, let me know at the end of this episode, pop over to Instagram and drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you. And now our final pillar, faith. This is a big one. Faith is complex and multifaceted often encompassing beliefs, trust, confidence, and a sense of conviction in something that may transcend empirical evidence or reason. The nature of faith can vary widely across different individuals, cultures, and religious or philosophical traditions. Faith can have many meanings and will look very unique for each person. Faith can mean God, source, universe, Mother Earth. Faith often involves a belief in something beyond oneself, whether it's a higher power, a purpose, or a set of values. This belief can provide a sense of meaning and a direction in our lives. Whatever your belief system is, faith is the expression that there is something bigger than you at work. For me, it's a belief that things are as they are meant to be, and that whatever season or experience I'm in right now is happening for me, not to me. This requires a mindset shift. It's a shift away from a victim mentality into a growth set mentality. Faith involves a sense of trust and confidence. Often, as I said, in the absence of complete evidence or certainty. It's a willingness to believe in the positive outcome of situations or to trust in a larger plan. For some, the idea of believing deeply that there is something bigger or more powerful at play can be challenging. 
I once had a mentor explain it to me like this. You can't see the wind, but you can see the leaves blow and move. You can see the leaves move as it blows. You can't control the wind, but you can feel it on your skin. You know it's there, even though you can't see it. Faith is very similar. Faith for me is associated with hope and optimism. Believing in a positive future or a higher purpose can instill a sense of optimism, even in the face of challenges, contributing to overall well-being and joy. Like I said, faith is a big one when we talk about the five pillars of joy. So there you have it. It was a brief overview of each of the five pillars, but there they are, the five pillars of joy as I teach them. Connection, gratitude, generosity, health, and faith. I hope that as you've been listening today, that something has resonated with you. Perhaps you've experienced a spark or a reminder. I encourage you to take some time after we wrap to consider which of the five pillars you are feeling most compelled to pour into. Which area, if you poured into it, especially knowing that the holidays are approaching, would generate the greatest feelings of joy for you right now? Once you know, take action. It doesn't have to be a monumental shift, but take action. Do it for you because, sweet friend, you and I are both worthy of all the joy and fulfillment this life has to offer. It's true. Sometimes we fall off track. Sometimes we need a day in bed. But if we get back up, dust ourselves off, and focus on the actions that will bring us into alignment, we open ourselves up to so much joy. Sweet friend, thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for your support of this podcast. I appreciate you so much. And if today's episode resonated with you, if there was something that sparked an action for you today, I ask you to share this episode with a friend you think would also be impacted. Let's create a ripple effect and elevate all of our joy this holiday season. And remember, take one small step today in the direction of your dreams and your joy. Step to your edge and trust that your wings will appear. I am sending much love, sweet friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And it would truly mean the world to me if you would pause for just a second, give me a five-star rating and review. Then be sure to share this episode with a woman you know would be inspired to step to the edge of her life after hearing this message. That's how we get this message out to more women around the world. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, hit me up on Instagram at Stepping to the Edge. Or check out my website at www.steppingtotheedge.com to discover all the ways we can work together. Thank you for being part of this mission. And until next time, I encourage you to go out there and bravely step to the edge of your life and do something for yourself today that will bring you more joy, more health, and more fulfillment.